going on, everybody? Woo! We are back. We are back for another good one for you guys. Back in the black tees because it is hot. It's hot outside. But we're in here. You guys are in here with us. Thank you guys for being here. And what is, Rebecca, you want to tell them what it is? The finale episode, Money versus Passion. <laughs> oh, man. Say it ain't so. These eight weeks have been amazing. Um, we've had some amazing panelists. And this one is uh, just like the rest, if not better. I think, mm, I don't want to, you know, but this one is going to be a good one. We got some amazing panelists today. Uh, before we get into it, we're going to do our land acknowledgement and just a quick recap of last week. Yes. And like we always say, it's important to acknowledge Canada's history of enslavement, racial, racial segregation, and marginalization, as it has had a devastating impact on people of African descent. The existence of systemic anti-Black racism and inequality in education, housing, employment, health, criminal justice, politics, and other areas can be directly traced to the complex legacies of the dehumanizing enslavement of African people in Canada. Canada has neither recognized nor educated the public adequately about the historical facts related to, related to slavery and the anti-Black racism it has produced. Despite this, Black Canadians have made outstanding contributions to Canada in every field, which is all the more remarkable given the legacy of slavery. It is necessary to recognize the history of Black Canadians in order to build a more just society for dis from discrimination. Thank you, Rebecca. And so with that, um, we're going to get right into it. Our last episode, our last episode, Rebecca, you want to talk about our last episode for a sec? I really liked the last episode. It was all youth, you know, a lot of youth just stating their opinions and you know, their point of views on different topics surrounding what racism looks like today, you know, kind of debunking the different terminology. I learned a lot from last week's episode from our guests. I don't know about you, Zach, but- yeah, I definitely learned a lot. The best part about it is when our guests too are so knowledgeable, you could just sit back and just, you know what I mean? Like just, just listen to everything. Yeah. But um, nevertheless, we're gonna get right into it concluding our webinar today, um, we did promise you guys our giveaway. Stay tuned for that. And the winners, you didn't just win yet. You guys have to do one quick thing to prove you guys are winners. We'll, we'll let you guys know what that is later. But Money versus Passion, episode eight. Rebecca, are you ready? I'm ready, Zach. You ready? I'm, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Let's get into our amazing panelists, starting with our first guest, Mr. Kareem, Mr. Kareem, hello, Kareem. What's up? Um, hello, sir. I'm alive, hanging in there, looking uh, at the end of this pandemic right in the face. Yeah, yeah. I think for wherever, depending on where you are, stuff are opening up tomorrow, so that could be whew, that could be pretty good. So tell us a bit about yourself, Kareem, and maybe a fun fact. Okay, so I'm uh, Kareem Rahman. I'm the Director of Communications and Digital Engagement at York University. Um, I'm also the owner of Splash Effect, a digital marketing agency that operates in here and in the Middle East. Um, I started my first company at 15, and then I also run a nonprofit called Hustle of Purpose, which kind of actually is based off of this topic exactly. Um, fun fact about me, uh, I am a huge travel person uh, pandemic put a pause to a lot of that. Um, 
and I've toured seven of the top seven of the top ten beaches in the world, as well as uh, visited thirty-four sports stadiums across North America. Wow! Wow! wow. What, was your, what was your favorite sports stadium to to visit? Uh, Staples Center. Been there, I think, six times now. Got to see Kobe in prime. Couldn't couldn't get better than that. Down in LA, I always wanted to go to Staples. Thank you, Kareem, for being here. Um, just stay tight because we're gonna get into our next guest, Rebecca. Up next, we have a very special person, Miss Shelby. Hey, Hello, Shelby. hi, everybody. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. So, tell us a bit about yourself and maybe a fun fact. Okay, so my name is Shelby Weaver. I am the Director of Basketball Advancement for the Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm also a business owner of a um, sneaker customization studio called Mac House um, and also of a company called Makeway, which is the first standalone women's sneaker and streetwear store um, in the country. Um, and my fun fact is Growing up, I played a lot of basketball, but I also drag raced cars for like six years. Wow. 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 What, so cool. So what I'm, from, I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia. So, you know, it's a little different than living, growing up in the city. So, you know, we, we did different stuff. <laughs> the things are a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. Thank you, Shelby, for being here and being a part of our panel guests. Uh, we are going to get into our next guest, uh, Miss Pauline Christian. Miss Pauline, are you here? I am here. Thank Hello. you for having me. So tell us a bit about yourself and maybe a fun fact. Well, as uh, as you know, um, uh, maybe all the uh, ages of everybody here on the panel. So I have a big life, but I'll, in the interest of time, I'll give you uh, snippets. Um, I'm a lover of life. Uh, I call myself a human entrepreneur. We own um, a family business. I do not actually work in my business because I do, when I, after Bell, after, I'm not called the name, after Corporate Canada, I thought, um, you know, um, to, to give back into the community and to take back what I needed for myself, I needed to be able to create a structure similar to Corporate Canada, where I can get the job done without me being physically active in it. So I, I beg my family pardon, but um, my time is spent really around the globe, um, helping children, helping young people to become better entrepreneurs, working with um, zero hunger for, uh, you know, by 2030 with um, some young people in Africa. Um, I love life, as I said before, and I love young people. And Zachary is one of my little mentees, and I'm so proud of him. And I'm just happy to be here. When he called me, I said, yes. I shift everything up to say, you know, yes. And I've been watching Zachary and um, Rebecca, and I'm just so proud of them, how they have been doing a great job with this uh, focus. So take my hat off to you both. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to get into our last guest. Our last guest, a friend of mine, Mr. Certified Benji. What's up? What's good? What's good? Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. How are you, Benji? I'm doing well. It was hard to find a place, so my apologies for the background noise, but I'm doing well. 
That's great. Okay, so you know the drill. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your fun facts, sir. I'm a seventeen-year-old entrepreneur, and I started off doing graphic design work and video editing work, and I've grown to to doing a lot more around it. And it's it's been a blessing just doing what I've been doing. And yeah, I'm out here in New York, so it's a, a blessing to do what I do wherever around the world. Can you imagine that? So young, already around the world, working Absolutely. around the world. Absolutely, we're gonna get into that as well, but. And we're going to get into our discussion as a whole. So I think right off the bat, um, when people see the title money versus passion, guys, potentially um, it could be a line, but sometimes it is not. So essentially, um, even those those people that are coming out of high school or uh, in university still trying to find their way, um, but have a certain passion for something like you all talked about being an entrepreneur in your own right. Um, how do you maybe... Um, choose what you want to do um, in terms of your passion and tying that into a career uh, job? How can you, how, what are some strategies you can do to incorporate that? I don't know, maybe who wants to go first? Um, I can start. Um, so I, I have a different take on this in some cases. I, I, I did a TED talk on this exact topic about the prescribed um, way or path for students in a lot of cases is you study something, you graduate to the field, and that's what you go into. But the stats actually show differently. Um, about 60% of students don't actually graduate into their career field in a lot of cases. Um, so, I mean, I'm lucky I, I, I studied marketing, I got to go into marketing. But while I was studying, I was um, building my passion project at the same time. So while my nine to five isn't always exactly what I want to do some days, um, it funds all the stuff I want to do that I'm super passionate about. Uh, finding the exact career that um, leads to that like perfect job doesn't always happen, especially right out of the gate. You really have to work your way up um, the ladder in a lot of cases. So um, I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive in a lot of ways, but what I like to teach um, people and what my nonprofit is about is learning how to like build a business around what you're super passionate about while possibly pursuing a different career. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Miss Pauline, like you have, uh, even in your introduction, you have a whole lot of interests. How, <laughs> how do you tie all that in, um, to your like daily schedule? How do you, um, how do you juggle that, all those interests and turn them into actual uh, potential businesses or organizations that you are passionate about? Yeah, it's called time management and passion. <laughs> I started out as a teacher and um, you know, came here when I was 19, uh, got employed by Bell Canada, realized based on um, economics, being a, you know, married young and all that, that um, I have to look at what is there, what, what, what life has in front of me and how I'm gonna make great decisions based on what is in front of me. So even though I, I graduated as a teacher, got here, I realized that going back into teaching would not maybe be the right way to go in, you know, being here. So I went to, um, I, I got um, enrolled in, at York University while I was at Bell because I know Bell would pay for that. And I did, switch from really teaching into psychology and politics, right? With a bit, yeah, business degree, 
with psychology and politics because I knew that I had to do something to get the corporation to pay for it. And as my son would say, everything you do to do in life, let, some, <laughs> let someone else pay for it, right? So that, again, that's why we, we, we invest in a lot of real estate. Again, if you have something, let someone pay for it. Uh, so what happened in that is that while I am pursuing Bell, I am also a young family, um, a, a young mother, young wife, and I have to be going to school. So I do the school because I realize education is so critical. So no matter how I send my kids to private school, right? But they come back, they're now, you know, investing and doing what they want to do. Education doesn't mean that you have to do what you went to university to do. It's a, an evolution. And you see, what that's not what we're not told that we're evolving every day. So send the kids, our students to school, and then the parents are upset because they didn't do what they went in to do and they're changing their majors. I don't even believe in the change in majors because I believe that university is, a, is an institution or the space to help you to evolve, to exercise your mind so you can think differently and be influencers. I think you go to school to become influencers. So you have all these, and I know so many educated people, and I wouldn't call friends too, that are there. The education is there. They have the PhD, but it's not doing anything for them. So it's an evolution. So I got into Bell, and then I realized I had to work my way up the ladder because I know my history as being Black. And so if I'm put in a space, I have to look for opportunities. So I look for opportunities and I put, you know, rub shoulders with the right people so that who can bring you along. You need to be brought along. You can't sit down, status quo, and not moving. And in that, I realized that I was after the money first because I realized that our people were so disenfranchised. You know, I was into my history and all that, realizing so that life was so unfortunate for our people. So I am always taking it on my shoulder. How can I make a difference? And how can I beat the odds? How can, how can I beat it? So I am a fighter for beating the odds. And so that's how I evolved into making my way up you know, the ladder. And people say, how did she get up there? You know, And people think you do things differently. But is that that passion and that drive and allowing yourself to make sure that the people you hang around are the people who are going to be people that you want to become. And so in that, eager for money, right, and being an established individual, right, I, I really didn't take time to, people who didn't do, you know, really, for me now being a human entrepreneur, I didn't like people who just beg on the street, always talking about me, 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 and a sad story. I, I didn't have time for it. Because I come to this country, I have to fight. I have to fight so much. Being a mother, being a wife, Going to school, going to school, doing all these things, and you're sitting begging. I didn't understand it, and even though I'm a Christian, I didn't understand it, right? Until I realized through my husband getting really sick. That's all right, taking a lot of time, but getting really sick. I'm just talking about the, how you evolve. Getting really sick, I got moved from the money into realizing the importance of humanity. So then. After he didn't walk for four years and I had to push him in a wheelchair, I evolved into having my own business because someone in the community showed me the way that, you know what, Corporate Canada is not going to support you now when you have a husband is almost dead, two kids in the university abroad. How do you do this? So it shifted my thinking. So I was not so much about the money now, but more about humanity. And then in that humanity, I become an entrepreneur who just scaled up 
that you know out of out of my imagination so i'm just saying this to you young people that you may come out you, you may enter this way but the, the the um the hard balls that life sends you is not to deter you it's to shift you from being that tunnel vision into what society is forcing you into to becoming who you were born and purposed to become wow absolutely absolutely and i think uh miss Polly touched on a great point shelby where she she talked about um finding your purpose and finding your passion. Um, but sometimes I think that um, people try to give you your purpose, try to give you your passion, right? Or sometimes they'd say, uh, oh, what you wanna do might not make money or what you wanna do will not uh, do this for you or not do that for you. Um, I guess my question to you, uh, Ms. Shelby and Benji as well, um, how, do you, how do you, I guess, cancel out the noise and focus on what you want to do and your your passion and your I guess strengths because you know your strengths best. Yeah, I mean, first off, it's I'm sad that I'm the one to follow that because Miss Pauline, that was unbelievable and just very inspirational for me. So I can only imagine what the young people on this call. So I'll try to follow that up as best as I can. But um, I think so much of what we do on a daily basis can be influenced by other people, whether it be your personal life, your professional life, media, social media, like what you're seeing on the internet. There's just so many places and spaces um, that can, I would say, push you off track, but also open your eyes to other things. And I think that's what's really important about it is uh, sometimes staying too focused, as Miss Pauline says, sometimes closes your mind to other things. And so for me, like I took a finance degree and am I using some of that in some places in my life? Sure, but I work with NBA players for a living. There's just like not a lot of like direct correlations between between that and, and, and my degree. But there has been so many times in my life where I've open myself up to other possibilities. And that's really, really helped me. And so yes, staying focused on what you're doing. And you know, what Kareem spoke about, about having those sort of like side hustles, like having a job and it sounds like everybody on this call is doing a lot of different things at the same time. Um, and so being focused is amply important to be able to manage your way through all of those different priorities. But you also have to be open to other things. And the only reason I became an entrepreneur was because I was open to the idea that even though I had this amazing job in the MBA, that there were still parts of me that weren't fulfilled. There were still parts of me that maybe I wasn't tapping into in the, in the way that I wanted. And so there's such a fine balance of cutting out the noise, but also like letting some of it in because it is really important. And it is really important to, to see sort of the bigger picture and, and to constantly be um, like recalibrating, which is what I do a lot is I'm super focused, but I always take time to step back and say like, how do I feel about my life? How do I feel about my career? Like, what am I happy with? What am I not happy with? Am I happy at all right now? And, and, and you know, over the last year and a half, the answer to that very well was probably no a lot of times, but it's just really important to constantly be taking stock of where you're at and that for me keeps the passion stuff as passions because a huge part of this like a passion project and a passion entrepreneurship can become the exact opposite very quickly if you're not careful about protecting the things that makes it a passion for you and so that's been a really important part of my process i don't think there's any one way to do it 
but I think you'll find a way that works for you. And that's, and that's kind of the way it works for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Benji, uh, Shelby just touched on it. There's not one way, one way to do everything. Right. And I think you're a living testament to that. So how do you, how do you, um, at such a young age, how do you maybe, um, again, kind of another question that I have for Shelby as well. Like how did, how do you, uh, Benji, um, cancel out the noise, but in, in terms of what she said, take back that feedback and make yourself better at what you do. I think there were a lot of great things said and there's different things that you can piece out of um, the different things that were said. And I think a big thing is the how you spend your 24 hours. So cutting out the noise, you would truly know yourself. So you know your day, you know how you spend your 24 hours. So finding the things that you do in your alone time, that could truly help you find your passion and cutting out the noise from other things you would know what's best for you, you know, where you can find a different tool. And I guess consistently educating yourself yourself on on what you want to do and what you what you're doing on a regular basis so so I shall be said spending some time to think about the things that you are you're doing on a regular basis is a great way to to think and see different ways how you can grow how you can find a good path of what you want to do where where your passion is set so finding a career there's many like different there's many different elements to, to keep in in mind while making a decision but I overall think the, the way you spend your 24 hours and the way you spend your free time is what you would be passionate about. And there's different ways you could find a way to, to cancel out the noise and really find what works for you and where you want to be. And there isn't one way to do it because I, I do graphic design, but a lot of people do graphic design one way. And there's, like, as being an entrepreneur, I think there's many different ways you can do different stuff, like being on panels, like, and, Oh man, I think he cut out for a second. You here? Sorry, I got a phone call, but can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was saying, I was saying overall, spending your 24 hours the best way you can and, and sort of just letting, like, leaving idle time for you to just think and, and see where you could take your life is the best way you cancel out the noise and you, you find out how to, to really find what's best for you. Yeah. And so like, I guess like from this discussion, like what I'm hearing this is like follow your passions, right? Because there's probably money in it or you can make money out of your passion. But my question now is, you know, for like students, especially now this is like a transitioning time, like we're either going to university or starting to plan our next steps. Like what can the students do, you know, for those who may struggle to find their passions? What did you guys do to come across yours? Like how did that look like for yourself? What can students do to... Um, kind of help find what, because, you know, especially coming from certain households, it's like the either five professions that you go into, you're either a doctor, lawyer, engineer, one of those, right? But then now let's say you're not really passionate about that, but you don't really know what you're passionate about. What can students do in those cases? Um, can I? Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm just yeah. Um, what I, what I tell most of my young people, and I find that um, in our community, because we're so disenfranchised that um, our young people, every time they do something, they, they want money, <laughs> you know, you know, give me, give me money, you know, money for my time. And I know that for me, um, 
it's because of my volunteering, right? If you had told me that when I was 20, 20, 30, in the 30s, I would say, no, my money, you got to value my time, you got to pay me. But I find that the opportunities that I got given my time, I was the president and the longest served president of the Black Business and Professional Association of Canada. And uh, with that, it gave me an opportunity, even though I worked free, I gave up my time free, it gave me an opportunity to meet, you know, prime ministers, having Trudeau as my keynote speaker, traveling with Harper to Jamaica, being chosen as, you know, being, being seated in a position that you're not paid for. It gives me an opportunity to, to build the first black, um, you know, center of excellence for black people, black youth in Toronto, right? Fighting for that, working with all three layers of government to get that, right? Allowed me to go to the White House, allowed me to do so many different things. I gave my time freely, but it gave, it gave me exposure. And you can't value exposure. It gives you into what they held back from you. I always tell people, don't tell me what I know. Tell me what you've been hiding from, from me. Tell me what I don't know. But recycling what I know is not in, you know, it doesn't add value. So in order for you to know more, you have to, I, I think, that's where I believe in charity, that if you, it, it, gives, it, it, it gives you an opportunity to learn more, to meet people, to see where people are at. That's why when I was riding my high horses, right? And I, and I thought my husband's call to death was because of me. I was distracted in money-making and, you know, thinking that Pauline was so invincible and all that. And I, and the universe sometimes, you know, if you work congruently with the universe, it will tell you, it will tweak you up a little bit to say when those so-called downfalls, they're not downfalls. They're saying, get back on track. You're getting, you're taking yourself too seriously. You think you're all that? Well, here is, come on, refocus. Think of family, you know, think of others, right? So, um, for me, I believe that opportunities lie in giving of yourself to community. I think that we were born to be spiritually aligned and all to serve our community. And I would not have been where I am today, not working since 2008 for anybody, not even myself, because my investments, you know, my investments bring my dividends. And then I teach my, 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 my two kids the same. And so, you know, it's, that's where the legacy lies. And, and I realized that all this <laughs> false doctrine that they told me about, I have to work for $200,000 and thinking that I'm all that, I realized that they're telling you $200,000, but you can build your own business and, 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 and talk in millions. So, so they put you in that comfortable zone and we feel so comfortable that we want to maintain it because we're not risk takers. And that's why entrepreneurs, they, they are risk takers. You have to be highly passionate and you gotta be a risk taker. You gotta see that there is light over there that they're not opening up the zoom on. So you gotta zoom into it. And, you, and sometimes you have to go with a sacrifice. Do it guys when you're young. Do it when you're young. I tell my kids, do it when you're young. I'm there to back you up. Don't do it when I'm almost dead when the money is gonna be less, <laughs> you know, do it now because it's all an evolution. You're just morphing into what you should become. It's organic, but you gotta listen to the intuition and you gotta listen to the universe and how you align to the universe. 
Because remember, when all those little spurs were fighting to, to, to become you and you won to be on the planet, you can't come and, no, come on, live your life. You were chosen, you fought it and you're here. You gotta listen to the voice, listen to the universe. And when you get a tweak, listen to it and guide, guide your steps accordingly. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Kareem, you did you want to say anything in regards? Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of like echo what was just said. I, I spent my twenties like going crazy. I was doing way too much, and until I burnt out really, really bad, I really realized what was important. So I stopped chasing passion and I started chasing purpose, which I, I um, define as the intersection of a couple things. So one is passion; it it, it leads to purpose. Um, my values that I was raised with, um, profit, because it does help kind of grease the wheel for everything else you want to do in life, and then my skills and expertise. So that intersection of those four things, if those are all being met with all I'm doing, whether that be through volunteering, whether it be through my businesses, through my career, uh, through my friends and family, then I'm happy. I, I need to find that balance of those four things, and then I'm able to just stay in this, like, state of, of discontentment. If I'm only following my passion or I'm all, only following for profit or if I'm 100% tied into only what I value, I'm going to fall back on something else that's important to me. So that intersection is what I learned. I, I stopped just chasing chasing what I'm passionate about and just looking for purpose, which is why like my the nonprofit is called Hustle with Purpose. Hustle has this connotation now that you work and you you go 100% until you kind of burn out. And just I've learned that that's not the route to go. It's just finding balance in life with what's important. Absolutely. I would say to piggyback off of that, um, a big thing that I learned over the past two years is you can't give everything your 100%. And I say that to say there's, there's certain things that you could be doing, but you cannot overwork yourself because you do burn out and Truly, things you could be passionate for, but when you go back to your purpose, you see what you need to be doing and what you need to, to do to, to evolve and get to different levels, especially during the ages, like like in my stage, like I'm getting out of high school now and finding the things like what career path I want to take, what I want to do the next few years. And truly, you have to you have to give space for your, you to think and you like let let God do his, his his work in your life. You have to leave some some room for miracles. So you can't overwork yourself, but having a passion for truly what you want to do and a purpose really helps everything align together. Wow, I love how we circled it all back to purpose. That's a big one because you see, like whenever we talk about money versus passion, I never really thought about like you know within our lifetime we should probably be pursuing our purpose and you know what we're supposed to be doing. So. Now let's say you figure that out, right? But just kind of explaining that to your parents. That's another big thing because that's another big stressor that we have over like over ourselves. Like maybe like how how did you guys break it down to your parents? I know Benji, like you're young and you're definitely not, you know, because I, I mean I'm assuming like you're not becoming a doctor or engineer or anything like that. Like what did that look like telling your parents, you know, like at a young age, I plan to go into this field, I plan to do this, this and that. Like what was their reaction? How did you break that down. In my career, I wasn't really doing the normal stuff on a regular basis. So there were different times I was going to events right after school, doing different things that I was just passionate about. And it sort of just, 
it allowed me to gain a trust with my parents. So earlier on, like just me going out alone, me going to different events, me networking with people that my parents don't know or trust. I had to build that trust with my, my parents just to just to, to actually make it happen. But when, when it came down to the decision of where I'm going to go with my life and where things are going to go, I was confident enough just having the experience I had for the few years while I was still in school. But I think a big thing, like once you, um, you've researched and dived into what you really want to do, like checking all the websites, watching different videos and, and really being knowledgeable, like always seeking knowledge in what you want to do. It, it allows you to be confident in, in what you want to do. So in my, in my personal situation, I was, I was able to, to get, to get into what I wanted to do earlier on and it did work out for me. So my parents were able to trust me, but I also had the belief in myself to come to them and say what I really wanted to do. And my parents are really supportive. So that just, topped everything off where I was able to to express to them how I felt and just really show them what I'm passionate about. Absolutely. Uh, but Shelby, I knew you had, sorry, I knew you had something to say as well. No, I mean, I think you guys all made some great points. I think the one thing that I want to point out that somebody gave me this advice when I was sort of at the age that a lot of you are now is don't put too much weight into what you want to do. And I think for so I was like under a lot of pressure when I was in like high school and university, what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like that question felt very looming to me. And like it honestly, I struggled with mental health then anxiety. And so that was just like a really difficult time for me. And someone just straight up said to me, they're like, what do you like to do? And I'm like, I like to play basketball. And they were like, go do that. Like, and not necessarily play basketball, but like basketball has been your life for so long. Like if you still love it, then follow that path. And I think so often we try to make these like huge decisions about our life. And it's like, okay, if I choose basketball at 18 or choose working in sports at 18, like you can always reinvent yourself. Like human beings are unbelievable. You can always reinvent yourself. My mom was, you know, we talk about parents. My mom got a job as a flight attendant when she was coming out of um, college. And it's, she wanted to go do that or go to fashion school. And she had gotten into fashion school. And my grandparents made her take a government job because at the time you took secure government jobs with pensions. Being a flight attendant was did not come with a pension. You know, going to fashion school was not a guaranteed job. It was not a traditional sort of career choice. And my mom in her 50s went back and became a flight attendant. And she's a flight attendant now. And there's this sort of like big idea that whatever you decide when you're this age that you're going to have to follow for the rest of your life. It's just not true. And just focus on the things that you like. You don't necessarily have to focus on like, what am I deeply motivated by? What is my passion? What's my purpose? That'll all come. But like, what do you like to do? Do you like to play video games? Do you, are you interested in nutrition? Do you, are you, you know, do you like YouTube? Like there's all kinds of different things that you can turn into a career and then, you can also have side hustles that satisfy other areas of your life that you're passionate about too, if you grow and, and realize that you either love that or you also love this. And so I would say like, take some of the weight out of it. You don't have to decide what you wanna do for the rest of your life right this second. You can always reinvent yourself. You can always go back. You can always pivot. You can always go down a different path. You can always add something to your life to complement what you're already doing. Like, and I think as soon as I shifted that mindset, it took a lot of the anxiety. It took a lot of the, the scared um, parts about, you know, about my future that I had. 
Um, and then the parent thing, I think that's such a good point because it's such a it's such a relevant conversation. I saw like when I was telling my parents what I wanted to do, my parents were supportive, but my parents, um, you know, my dad owned his own business and he was sort of self-made and like gritty, you know, hard worker. And my parents were like, okay, if this is what you want to do, then show us like straight up, like this is your job interview with us. Like, you know, they needed to see me like still doing really well in school and keeping my grades up and, you know, upholding the duties that I had committed to from community service and all those different things. And when I graduated university, I begged my parents, I said, if you'll just support me for one month and pay my rent in Toronto, I'm going to get a job in sports. And, and I had done so much legwork up until that point. I had like Benji said, I'd earned their trust, but it's not always going to be easy. They're not always going to agree, but if you continue to show them your passion and show them like, your actual work ethic and what you're doing and, and, and show them why this is what you're going to do and why it's actually going to be successful for you. Like they, they will come around, you know, they, they will come around. Yeah, absolutely. And I can even like, even for, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just want to endorse what everybody said. And, um, you know, I, I think with COVID and all the, pandemics that we have experienced together over the last little while, it, it shows that our world is shifting. And I think that if we don't have plan from, you know, government right back down to family, have a plan to re-educate our, you know, the citizens of the world, our parents, you know, and, I, and when I try to speak to parents, you know, they think that I'm upholding with, you know, the kids and what they want to do, but our kids are our gems. And it's all about the life, the good life and the experiences and the short wins and the small wins as you go through the journey. You know, so we may be talking about the destination as to what professional, you know, uh, uh, they, 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 they are, what career they need to pursue. But at the end of the day, I want to know that I have, I have a happy, a happy person. I don't want to know that, you know, my child is suffering from mental illness or, depression or whatever because i've pressured her or him so much because i am worried about her the economics of when she becomes whatever age that she won't have the money i think that we should build the on the economic side we should be building the baby boomers should be building to give more time to our um children and grandchildren where they can have a good life so they can get into more giving of themselves in service community and understand the importance of um, you know, charity, giving towards charity and paying it forward and let them evolve. Because the, the, the minute we remove the fair, because remember all this stuff is, is really hinged, all these things hinge on fear, fear of the unknown, fear of my child not meeting societal um, expectations, fair that this and fair and all this fair remove the fair and allow them to be fierce to be allow them to be fierce and to go against the grain and become because we have provided them with the platform where they can take the risks and at the same time become what they enjoy and be more purposeful so i think we just have to you know and you young people st start speaking to your parents the change has to happen within and the, 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 the most or the critical unit in our community is that family. 
And we need to educate the family. Because when we did that um, virtual career fair, the reason why we bring all these powerhouses in the last two weeks, bringing them from all over the world using you know, the, the Remo um, ne um, network, is to show that the careers that we have today, the kids are now graduating this year. Some of those jobs, whatever they pursued, are now obsolete, obsolete. With COVID, we're not because the, the world has changed. We have to zoom in and look in from a different lenses. So if we're still talking about becoming a doctor, becoming a lawyer, becoming a teacher, or go home, lock shop and go home, you know what? Trust me, working at Bell Canada, working as a teacher would not bring me to where I am. Would not allow me not to work for anyone since 2008, the minute I shift into entrepreneurship that came because of almost a death in my family. Wow. Right? So allow life to evolve and allow our becoming to become. And we have to cherish and worship those moments because our life is our sanctuary, man. And we have to start changing the, 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 the noises around us because once you're in your purpose, you will never overwork and burnt out in your purpose. Wow. Because remember, you get burnt out because of the state of mind of where you're not. Once you're in your element and becoming who you're supposed to become, you cannot be burnt out. I'll never be burnt out because I'm doing what? I get up in the morning, I make my schedule. The first meeting is my meeting with me. And that's the most big, biggest priority is my meeting with me. Wow. So anybody can take the time and I can shift around for the meeting with me because without me, there's nothing. There's no world, right? So you got to make, understand the whole self-love and why you're here. And don't let people throw things on you because they're older than you. But you, and because I was so much of a, a force to do my own thing, right? I don't, I don't need someone to make me happy. I'm happy with me. I, and I, I forget the fun moment. The fun moment that I missed was I like to garden at night. Wow. In the morning. Yeah. When I can sap up all the, the, all the oxygen and I can get down to Mother Earth and I can plant and I can do all these things in silence. With all that oxygen when everybody's sleeping, do what you want. Do your calling. Don't be forced by anyone. Right. Thank you for the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I think uh, you guys all touched on great points in terms of like going at your own pace and you knowing yourself best, right? Like even um, when I was, I was coming out of high school, I didn't go straight into university. I kind of mentioned this on the previous webinar. I didn't go straight into the university. And we visited a university, um, myself and my family. And my mom gave me like a look and she's like, you don't want to do this. And I said, I don't, I don't I, like, I, it wasn't, it wasn't right. It didn't sit right with me at the time, um, doing what I wanted to do. Um, so taking that time, um, that self, yeah, like that self purpose, finding your, finding your own purpose for yourself is great. And like you said, um, Pauline, like starting your day with a meeting with me, like I think that is very, very important. Just like self-care, little things in the morning. That my you devotion, do. my workouts. I tell, well, yeah, well, I'm working exactly. out, I'm worshiping. Don't tell me I'm worshiping because you didn't see me with a Bible in my hand. I'm worshiping. It's different. Exactly. It's different. Exactly. Everybody does things differently. That's Everybody right. does things differently. And I guess we could see that too in terms of our, our panel, um, just the different uh, places that we are um, in our life even. Um, so Kareem too, um, in terms of like, we have different people on here, but in terms of your peers, your surroundings, your friends, um, how do you 
we talked a bit about distra- distractions, and I wouldn't say friends are really distractions, but how do you? <laughs> they could be. They could be. How do you? How do you, Kareem? Maybe um, uh, stay focused while I guess um, having those friends that maybe have different goals or different ideas that you have, but staying focused on your purpose and your and your passion. Um, I think I'm really lucky with the people who I surround myself with. I don't know if it's luck. I think I, I, I've done an intentional job of curating people who have similar mindsets. Like Shelby's one of my really good friends. We didn't even know we were going to be on this panel together before it was organized. But like when it comes to things around business or something, I can go to Shelby. But I think having a varied group of friends that are just in such different points in life or have different places of importance in life or some are just happy with doing what they're doing, keeps me grounded at the same time. I realize not everyone's going to be someone who has a career, has like six side hustles on the, uh, on the side or anything like that. And just realizing that just being and, and just doing what they really like doing on a daily basis helps me ground myself a little bit. Um, in terms of focus, like I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of just setting myself up with systems. Same, same thing as Ms. Pauline said, I, first thing in the morning, is my meeting with myself to, to plan on my day. I have my career that I have to focus on between nine and five, but at lunchtime, I might be taking a business meeting here. Uh, at 5 p.m., I might be doing an overseas call with someone on the other side of the world. So like, I need to make sure everything's in line. Um, but I think friends can help you if you frame it right. I think um, people who understand what you're about um, is, is a key. And I think that the word friends has been ruined by Facebook too. Like I probably only have 15 friends that I would genuinely call friends in my life. A lot of other people are acquaintances. They might say that they're my friend, but probably not. The people who really know me and who I would reach out to to um, talk about anything, those are the people who are, I would consider my friends and those people would do their best to keep me focused regardless. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Can I step in uh, the yeah, friends? Yeah, yeah um, I think it's critical that you have an advisory, a personal advisory. So I, I think we have to see ourselves as important, that we are the CEOs of our lives, right? So you have to create an infrastructure because whatever infrastructure you create, right? And it should be created by you, right? And in, in, my, in my corporation, my personal corporation, there's no bully. Nobody's going to bully me because I am I'm the center of my world, right? And I know what I, I think based on my, my being um, congruent with the universe, right? As to what my calling is and what it needs of me. And because, again, you know, I was a teacher, I've done the business thing, I hang out with the politicians, um, you know, people say, you know, why I hang out with this? I'm learning because I think networking is so critical. Not because you hang out with someone, that means that they're your best friend, according to Kareem, right? You sometimes, you're there because you want to learn. I want to learn so much what they have hidden from us Black people for so long that I'm in every corner. You know, I'm in every corner. I, I find myself in every corner because I'm there to learn. Now, in order to make great decisions you have to be informed 
And the greatest way of being informed is alignment. So you know, and you're listening. And because you have trained yourself in the old decision-making um, practice or exercise, you know that you're only going to make decisions based on information and a little bit of intuition and a spiritual guidance, right? So if you don't have the right people behind you that are going to make you feel accountable and responsible, you can sometimes fall you know, um, victim to yourself. So it's okay to have the right people, but you choose the people. Don't let the people decide, oh, I don't want you to be my friend anymore. They exit you here. They No, you choose people intentionally and be deliberate about that as to, you're not choosing them for money. You're choosing them more for knowledge and guidance and support because that support framework is critical because when you're growing, you're going to get some major hits. The, the hits that I've got in my life as I <laughs> made my way up the ladder, I should be dead. Right, but it's out of your, your spiritual, your spiritual um, foundation, right, and being anchored there. That sometimes you make it. So you 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 have to prepare yourself that you're gonna face some hard hits, and those people that you have around you as a, a part of your framework infrastructure, they're the ones that are gonna tell it's okay. We've been there. But the ones who haven't been there and say, oh man, they're gonna create all kind of cry story. I'm not saying people shouldn't cry. I don't cry. I don't even cry for my parents' death. I don't cry. I've been beat up by life so much and I've made it through. I, I'm not crying. It, it, it's here because the universe says it's so, right? So you just have to make sure the people you're choosing around you are the people that you want around you. If you don't want them around you, you have the power to exit them. I exit people because I have the power to do that. If you're not of the right alignment, you are a goner. I'm sorry. So you, I just want you to make sure that you, you know you have the choice to make that decision. But you need to do your networking. You need to be along the, you, the power line. You got to know where the power line is. And you got to be there. People got to know your name. Your name must mean something. And they must know your name in very high levels. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean that you're going to be political enough to give away your, you, you know, your brand and your people and all that. But you got people got to know who you are because you're a force, right? You got to make sure you're, that you're on the social media line. You got to make sure that you're on the internet line. When people search your name, it must comes up with something. Wow. And uh, Pauline, you kind of touched on like hardships, right? And so I just kind of want to like rebound off of what you just brought up. And I don't know if maybe Shelby or Benji want, wants to answer this question, but basically like, you know, when you guys were telling your stories about how like coming up, like for example, Shelby, like you came to Toronto, right? And you like told your parents you needed that one month of rent to, you know, kind of get everything figured out. But, you know, for those who may not have, right? Like their parents to kind of help them with that or anyone to like, you know, help them. They may hit a setback. They may hit a hardship. like. What advice do you have for those who kind of struggle with kind of bouncing back and getting back, you know, to their routine and to their life? I don't know who wants to take it. Benji, go ahead. Sorry, could you repeat the question one more time? I was thinking about yeah, it. No. it sort of yeah, you know, I was basically just talking about like setbacks, right? Because Pauline was talking about hardships. And, you know, like that just kind of made me think like, okay, so while people are on this journey, right, 
of you know working and stuff like setbacks and hardships come along but not everybody you know just comes back right back up to it right so my question was just kind of like what advice do you have for those maybe deal with setbacks or maybe deal with hardships coming along like is it a sign to just pause and maybe stop or like does that mean to go harder like what does that look like what what, what did that look like maybe in your own lives and what advice do you have for others i think the biggest advice i'll have in that scenario is going back to what we were saying before on having a great support system around you i truly think to be successful you have to you have to surround yourself with quality people and i was thinking about it while we were, we were discussing but I want to open the concept like of not like in my in my in my career I I don't I would say I don't really have real friends and it's hard to say it's hard to really express it but how do I explain it like to have real friends that you'll go shopping with or friends <laughs> to do like normal stuff with you're going to have more friends that you're going to grow with and you're going to have on, online friends and you're going to have business friends but I say all this to say to get to a specific space that you want to get to or a specific point, there's different practices that you're gonna have to take. So for me to say I don't have friends or real life friends that I'll see on a regular basis or talk to or whatever, it's it's just going with like I wouldn't necessarily have the time to waste or the money to waste or the energy <laughs> to waste because you do have to dive into that. It's it's a hard concept to really digest. That's why I, I was like hesitant to bring it up, but I really think that goes hand in hand with hardship because with the quality people that you do have around you, that would be your support system to see how you'll you'll grow and get through those hardships. So having those quality people, having those friends that you can actually grow with and actually focus on the things that you need to do to get through those hardships. So you might be, you might not be fa financially stable. There's friends that, you know, I see friends like really close friends to me as family. So there might be people like that in your life that you could see as people that can help you throughout your journey, people that you can grow with, people that, you know, always have your back. I truly see them as family. I think friends are more people that you, you know, you catch up with and do different stuff with. But having a great support system around you is, is key when you're going through hardship because overall, I see obstacles. Like when I look back at my obstacles in my career, I overall think they're mental. And I think that if you just have someone to talk about it with, it'll easily, it'll help you get through it. And sometimes you just need to experience it so you can get through it to actually overcome it and get to the place that you need to be. So, so yeah, that's how I, I would deal with hardships. I know it's a bit interesting with the friends thing, but having quality people around you is key and, and focusing on what you what you should be doing with your friends, how, like the type of conversations you're having with your friends. Yeah, and I think the friends thing is really big because some people say like, you know, when you're working, it gets lonely. When you're focusing on yourself, when you're trying to reach a certain goal, like it gets lonely. I think that's a concept that it's hard for some people you know, to grasp. Lonely at the top. <laughs> um, Shelby, I think you wanted to say something too. Yeah, I mean, I think you made, Benji made a good point about the friends versus family thing. Like, I agree. I would say friends means something very different for me. I think like my friends who I can really count on are my family. And, and I think, you know, I, I kind of had that similar mentality of like, oh, you know, it's lonely when you focus on yourself, it's lonely when you're on this journey. And then I realized like a lot of that was me just isolating myself. And I, I realized that, you know, there's sort of a, um, 
I would say maybe like a preconceived notion that like when you're hustling and you're doing all these things that like you have to give up everything and you do have to give up a lot. There's so much sacrifices that everybody on this call makes on a, on a daily basis, on a life basis. Like there's just so many sacrifices we've had to make. And there's so many things that have happened that, you know, we wouldn't even have time to get into on this call as far as like hardships and, you know, just things never working out the way you want them to. Like, it just seems sometimes like you're, you know, you get, you know, you get hit by a car three times, then you get up and then the bus comes and hits you. <laughs> oh my God. Like, is this really like happening? You know, but for me, you know, that isolation was a source of, um, great unhappiness for me. And it wasn't until that I made a very conscious choice to like value those family relations. And I say family, and I don't just mean blood family, but I mean like, you know, the people I've chosen to be in my life as family just made me like a, a happier person and a better person. And it gives you a level of self-awareness that you might be missing in yourself. So along the road of like great ambition and passion and hustle and all those things like it's very easy to lose yourself in like the day-to-day -day commitment and grind of like whatever you're doing whether it's your career your side hustle your entrepreneurship whatever it is sometimes you don't even see your own unhappiness or your own maybe not your best self and like kareem and i've had this conversation many times where he's like are you good and i'm like yeah and then i'm like wait am i good like he sees things in me and my family and my partner and my, and you know, our people see things in me that sometimes I'm so, I don't even see in myself because I'm so driven and I'm so focused on what I'm doing. So it's really important that not only do you have people who are supportive, but people that who you can be honest with and can be honest with you because nobody ever grew and, and became successful with an echo chamber of everybody just telling you yes and telling you everything you want to hear. Like it's really important that people in your life are, are honest with you and and know you to a point where they can sort of like give you that little jolt when you need it and and that for me is really has been really crucially important as i've gone through my life and you also just have to learn how to balance it like kareem and i will sometimes go for a walk and we'll talk about business the whole time and and you know we'll we'll strategize and we'll talk about what's going on and then he got a puppy and i went over the other the other day and i laid on the floor with his puppy and we talked and i don't think we talked about work once and that's like really important. You know what I mean? It's really important to continue to be a human, to continue to be a friend, to be a, a sister, a brother, a parent, all of those things that make you who you are. It's important to like hold on to that and protect that. Like you, you know, you've got to protect yourself. You've got to protect your family. And for me, that's like, that is the, the, the absolute top priority for me. You know, do I get to see my, my family as much as I want? No. But at the end of the day, if there ever came down to a choice, I know who I'm choosing and they know who I'm choosing. Like they know I'm going to choose them. And that's super important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we kind of we kind of touched on it all, um, too. But wow, it's been great so far. And I think everyone is kind of in um, their entrepreneurship world in their own right on this panel. Um, and. I just wanted to know, like, is that, uh, it's kind of hard to say because some people say, I want to start a business, but I don't know what I want to do. Or I want to, I want to, you know, I don't really want to work for someone or I want to have a side hustle where I can work for myself, but I don't know where to start. And you guys are all, I get entrepreneurs. Um, you guys are uh, creators in your own right as well. So how, how do you get that, that, 
that taken off, that started off to say, okay, this is where I want to start. And this is my, this is my end goal. Even if sometimes you don't have a start in mind at the moment. Um, I, I'll start with what Shelby said earlier is to literally find out what you spend your free time doing. So whether that be video games or basketball, what do you spend your free time or Ms. Pauline's case, gardening. Like you can make a business out of it if you're passionate about it. Um, and it's, it's so easy now to monetize something with the way the internet's set up. Like um, my, my nonprofit's based on a t-shirt line and I did some t-shirt sales way back when before the internet was this easy where you have to design something, look around for a printer, um, like put it on a t-shirt, test the quality, go pick it up, try to sell it on the street because you couldn't sell it on the internet. Now I put out a print, we sold like eight grand worth of t-shirts in a month because everything wow. is streamlined, right? So um, I think the resources are there if you look for them. There are tons and tons of nonprofits and charities that will help you formulate your idea and bring it to life. That's literally what my nonprofit is about is helping youth take an idea and start building a small business plan around it to, to do it. And I think the hardest part is just starting. I think the fear of failure is so crippling in, in a lot of ways um, that we need to get over that. Like uh, my thing that I, I always try to keep in my head is I, I started businesses that didn't work, but I either win or I learn. I don't lose. Like th those are the only two options for me. Um, and I think if you can just start it and, and try to validate it, it'll eventually work. It's just, you got to put the effort in, and, and I think that's what people are scared of. Wow. I win or I, I win or I learn. I don't lose. Miss Pauline, did you have anything to say about that? Well, that's powerful. And yeah, and I believe in that too. I, I believe that you, you, you really never fail. And so when, uh, you know, as I said before, removing the fear and removing the failure and just being, you know, just be agile, be agile, be, you know, you get to a crossroad, you got to make some changes, you know, allow yourself to be agile that, okay, I'm getting the, and, and the reason why people think that I'm not real because I, I can't cry and I don't do these things because I believe that life evolves. And in my mind, I'm prepared, I'm prepared to evolve with life. So I get to a crossroad and it changes on me. I say, okay, I'm going to look in my toolbox. What is there that I can use or what has the universe opened up to me that I can pull on so I can, you know, what I've done in COVID, right? And remember, I run nursing homes. Right. And, you know, and we do Airbnbs and stuff like that. You just change things. You know, you just change things. You're given all these resources. You get to a crossroad, just change. But the thing why we, what happened, why we get so scared and fearful and think that we, we are failing is because we are blocked into this tunnel vision that this is what I'm here to do. It changes on me, even though we are given the whole entire dominion of the world with all the resources, we are still thinking on the one thing. When life is telling us, I have something else for you, but could you please shift your thinking? Talking about the intersectional lens that Karim talked about. Yes, think of it that way. There are a lot of opportunities. There's no failure in life. It's just growth and, you know, and, and becoming and, and evolving. So um, yeah, I, I agree with what everybody says. <laughs> but you know me, I have, I have a take on everything because I've lived so long and I enjoy my life so much. And I, I just cheat life every time. It's like, 
you you send me a hardball, I'm going to cheat on you here. I'm going to get my way out of it. So I'm always prepared to move and shift and shift my thinking and research and look for other people to, you know, to find a way out. Because to me, the minuses will come, right? Because remember, life is about minuses and pluses. At the end of the day, you want to end with a net plus. So when the minus comes your way, there is a plus out there. So the wise people find the plus and then the, there's no weak person. But the other people, you know, they sit down thinking of the, the minuses. No, the reason why you got a minus is because it's the, the earth, it's balanced. There is a plus out there, but you have to get outside of your thinking to find that plus. The wise people, the smart people find the plus. The, wise, the unwise people sit down looking at the minus. Well, I mean, since we're on that topic, right? So in terms of entrepreneurship, like I just had a few sub questions. Like, so you kind of, you kind of just like touched on like, you know, the wise people will kind of like go ahead and take on these different things. But I just want to ask, like, do you think entrepreneurship can be for everybody? Is that something that is for everyone? And like on top of that, like if, if someone is going into entrepreneurship, like what qualities do they need, you know, in order to be successful? within that so i don't know who wants i don't know i want to hug the mic so someone else could go and i could follow after <laughs> i think i think entrepreneurship is is thought of differently by different people it's not always about money it's not always about being a business right like starting a club in high school or starting a club in university has all the traits of what a successful business person is. It's taking an idea and making it tangible. That's how I define it. So yes, everyone can do it if they can do that. Um, yeah, I, I think that, um, I, I, I've thought about it. I, I, you know, during leadership in corporate Canada, I thought everybody could grow in, grow to become a leader if they want to learn because I always say leadership is a, is a learned behavior. Um, being an entrepreneur now for 17 years, um, understand the dynamics and what, as a family, <laughs> what we have to go through. Uh, and most black family businesses don't last after five years, right? And we are like 17 years. Um, you gotta be a risk taker. You gotta know that the grind is always on. And so you have to find a way of how you're going to ensure that you keep everyone alive and shift the duties, delegate, pay. I believe that most times we say we're entrepreneurs, but we are just, uh, we, what we did, we just shift the slave master from the corporation onto ourselves, right? So we own <laughs> being the slave master because we are now self-employed and we can't take a break, we can't take vacation, we can't do fun stuff, we can't, we can't do anything because we become a slave to ourselves. And we call it, oh, I own my own business. No, you've just become a slave master and a slave. That's what you are. Because we haven't created the structure around these small businesses so they can operate, you know, a sub of, of, of large businesses. but So I believe in putting the infrastructure in place when you have your own business. I believe that if you have a business, you should be able to employ people. Go find funding, employ people, mentor other people so they can see 
what you have done and you can grow them out of that, right? So being a risk taker, not everybody's a risk taker. I'm a risk taker. And that's why with my business, I am not partnering with anybody. Because when I'm driving my car, I don't want to hear that, oh, you think that I did it overnight or I took some of the money overnight. I don't want to say when I, I get this, I'm driven by this passion to expand the business and you tell me I can't do it because you don't think. Because not everybody are risk takers. You have to be a risk taker. You have to be determined, determined, resilient, passionate. You have to be a business savvy, a political savvy, and you also have to be socially finessed because you got to know when you get in the network who you're going there to see and talk to to expand your business. And you got to have social finesse because, you know, when you get into that circle, they really want to talk to you because they think you're a nice person. But, you know, on your little five pointers, when you go to that networking session, what you want to gain out of it. It has to be intentional. It has to be deliberate. Life is not joke. You know, the joke in life is that you're joking it out because you're getting what you want out of it. So at the end of the day, the joke is on Umera, not on you, but you can be just, you know, everything you do, they got, and that's why you won't be suffering from, sorry, from Alzheimer's because your brain is actively involved in your life. You gotta be present in your moment, fire in your belly, going after life. Life, I've never been sick in my life, guys. I told my husband, when you're sick, honey, I know you say you're gonna die, but you don't pass it over here, joke, <laughs> you know? When your blood is pumping and you're taking everything out of life and you're in your element, COVID can't even pass your way because you're going too fast. Joke. But you get, uh, you know, <laughs> now we're at the end of to throw some jokes into it. But tru truly, I believe that when you're into life and you know why you're here, you're having fun, you're advancing other people's lives, you're honoring your God, whomever that, per whomever that, whomever that person or whomever that, whomever you call that person. But you gotta, you, you gotta be, I'm not into, I'm not gonna take religion here, but there, you gotta be accountable and taking your order from some peop, some someone or a divine being, whomever you call it is, uh, as you gotta be taking your order there. Because at the end of the day, you don't wanna get so caught up as um, Shelly said that you get so much into the business and into becoming so successful that you forget who you are and why you're here. So there has to be a divine above you that is steering your steps, right? But um, at the end of the day, you know, back to your passion, back to doing the right thing, taking your risk. And I always say when you're building a business, got to make sure that you have money for a good lawyer. I have three lawyers. Wow. Somebody's gonna sue you all the time, right? So, and I'm saying that when things come your way, you don't you have to be crying and well, no, this is for the lawyer, this is for the accountant, this is for the insurance. Wow. Put the money there, guys. Put the money there. Create the structure. So you don't have to be crying about no, you go deal with it. That's what you're paid for. You go deal with it because you're paid. Yeah. You need you need to have that, right? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I think I'm gonna sue you all the time. Someone is gonna sue you because you're gonna do fast, right? Someone yeah. is gonna put something in your way, so you're gonna they're gonna come to your house or come to your business and fall over something. Have insurance, right? Yeah. And someone, someone is going to, yeah. Someone is, yeah. The lawyer, the insurance, and 
the lawyer, insurance, and the accountant. Because you got to get your books right. Because mm -hmm. CRA is going to come after you for every dime. <laughs> got to yeah. pay COVID recipients. <laughs> so, guys, uh, that concludes, you know, get your lawyer. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, no, on a serious, uh, serious note, um, we do appreciate you guys coming on. Um, this has been such a great and insightful conversation about everyone's journey. And as you can see, everyone's journey was different, right? Everyone and, not, and no one's journey was the same. But um, before we do go, we want to do get some last words in. Uh, certified Benji, do you have any last words, sir? It's coming in. <laughs> Sorry about that. Last words. Um, I think to consistently educate yourself is very key. Like being on platforms like this, watching content like this, will keep you, will keep you on the right path in entrepreneurship and and really finding money versus your passion. How to truly stay, stay persistent at what you want to achieve and and get and become successful. Wow. Those are my last words. On my screen, on my screen, it shows Miss Pauline right beside. So we're gonna go there. Any last words? Um, I would say go after your passion. Be resilient. Be a lover of life. Be zealous for life. Be happy, and go live your best life. Mm. Mm. That is a big one, uh, Miss Shelby. Any last words? Uh, my last words would just be to let it go. Cause I think there on your journey, whatever that path may be entrepreneurship or not, you're going to have so many crazy things happen to you and you just need to learn how to like, let things go and move forward. Because I can tell you, I remember the stress and anxiety and fear and all of those things and the feelings that I felt in those moments, but I don't actually know what they were for. And so being able to let go and move forward is just a really important part of, of finding your way to living your best life, like Miss Pauline said, um, you know, so that you can actually enjoy each moment as opposed to kind of living in, in past moments. Wow. 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 Kareem, any last words, Mr. Kareem? Um, Hustle with purpose, learn how to do it sustainably. Um, I think that's the biggest lesson I learned in entrepreneurship and side hustles is just learning how to do it at a pace that's not going to burn myself out. Uh, if you learn how to do that early, life becomes so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am so sad that this one is coming to a close because this one was this one was great. This one was great. Um, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. And we will communicate soon. We'll all talk soon. Take care, guys. Woo! What Snap. a way to end it. What a way to end it. That was, yeah. a, that was a great episode. Um, definitely learned a lot about. Definitely be taking down some notes. Definitely, bro. Watch this again on one, two, listen to it again on one, two times just to really take it in, you know? Yeah. And I really like what Kareem said hustle with purpose. Yeah. Like yeah. 
conveniently enough, though, um, we have it up here. We got it up here. Conveniently enough. Um, we go right on to that. No, no, we'll leave it on here. We'll leave it on here. So, um, as you guys know, our Instagram is active. Our Spotify is active. Our Google podcast is active. Um, you can find all this episode as well as previous episodes, clips from the episode on all these platforms, the focus.foy on Instagram. Um, check us out. Although this is technically our last webinar, this is definitely not the last you will see of the focus. Um, you can book it. Um, this will not be the last that you guys see of us. So stay, keep updated within the Instagram and yeah, check out the previous ones as well. They were great listens along with this one that will be posted tomorrow. Yes. And of course we have to shout out, you know, our guest panel. The first one is Kareem Hustle with Purpose. We were just talking about it. He has a website, right, and where you guys can kind of learn more about youth entrepreneurship, um, as well as his merch and his sweaters. He was talking about those t-shirts earlier. They're fire. The t-shirts are fire. Like, even the mask, too. Like, we were looking at it. I was like, woo. Yeah. Like, whoa. But. So, if you guys yeah. try to find him, his website. Oop, let me go back. His website is hustlewithpurpose.com. And you guys can see more information about what he does. As you can see, he works with young adults in underprivileged neighborhoods. And he also has this business where he sells his t-shirts and sweaters. Absolutely. And Miss Shelby, uh, she was talking about she is the owner of Mac House. So it's a self-service sneaker customization studio. Get that great experience. Um, I personally, hopefully when everything is in a bit better state, want to visit there soon check it out definitely definitely will be a great experience you can check machouseinc.com or machouseinc on instagram you can find any update that you might need oh we got the instagram here Woo! got the instagram here just look at all the sneaker customization so i don't know fun fact about me i love sneakers so this when we were looking at this this is something that i will definitely 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 follow up with um she does an amazing job her and her team so please yeah. do check her out. And I think for her shop, you guys can go in person and customize them yourself. Like they like give you like the equipment and stuff. So that already sounds like a lot of fun. If you guys are looking for anything, you know, to do with your friends, mm. leave that. Up next, we have Benji, certified Benji. So this is his portfolio, right? This is his website. You guys can find it in his Instagram bio. You guys can scroll up and see all the work that he's done with different artists. His Instagram is Certified Benji. I'm sure a lot of you guys know him. You guys can see the work that he's been up to lately and kind of see his business. Personally, I find Benji so inspiring, you know, just looking at everything that he's been able to do at such he's an amazing. age. So definitely amazing. go follow him up, you know, and see see the work that he's doing. Yeah, as well as Miss Pauline, she does a lot of webinars. so. You uh, you would have to stay tuned. Like she said, she is a woman on the go. So you will have to stay tuned with all of her webinars and career webinars that she does. She does a lot of them. I attended one that was approximately two weeks ago. Great, great experience. Um, so maybe if there's a next one coming up, just stay tuned. We will keep you guys posted in those respects as well. Yeah. So. Right now, 
What do we have, Zach, right now? Oh, uh, we promised you guys. We promised you guys. We had at the end of our webinar that we had our giveaway. Yes, sir. <laughs> we have our giveaway. So, if you guys knew the rules, it was on our Instagram. You had to follow the focus You had to follow uh, shop swat shop swat.ca on Instagram, and you had to like the photo and tag three friends. So if you met that criteria, then you qualified for the giveaway that we are about to announce. So Rebecca, you wanna you wanna let them know some some gifts that we got here, some some yes. prizes. So up first, we have the third place item, which is with the swab package. So we have uh, swab packages. So if you guys don't know what swab is, swab is a is a, a black owned body butter brand. Um, I use it; it's really good. Um, and they have a lot of different, a lot of different, um, I guess, scents that you can say a lot of different, a lot of different flavors. So they, the pack, the package is what the third place recipient will be getting. The second place, second place is a $50 gift card prepaid. So you guys can go shop wherever you want, anywhere you want. If it's a food place, clothes store this year, up and down, you guys the, the second place winner will get a $50 gift card. And then for the first place winner. Mm, someone said, uh, sorry, before I go ahead, someone said, get that skin right, Michaela. Yes, get that, get that skin yes. right. Get that skin yes. right. First place winner is AirPods. Ooh, so I don't, I don't have my, I don't have my AirPods. Um, I lost mine. That's why I entered myself. Unfortunately, I didn't win. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't win, but I know AirPods are like the thing right now. So, you know, if you want to listen on the go, listen to the focus on the go or while you're while you're driving, while you're working out, doing whatever, um, you know, got to have your AirPods right. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get back to our third place. In third place. The, the comments have determined that we have, drumroll please. We have Brookie, we have underscore, Brookie underscore that came in third place. So the way to claim your prize, you have to screenshot right now, screenshot right now uh, with the timestamp. We want to see the 723 or it might be a bit delayed. So we'll give you till about 730. We'll, we'll do that. We'll give you about 7.30, the timestamp. You have to screenshot, and you have to DM the focus.foy to claim your prize. And we'll get into the details with you personally. But shouts out to underscore Brookie underscore third place. That's all you. Congrats. All right. Second place. Drum roll, please. I am Noma. I am Noma. Yo, I made you say this one because I didn't know how to say it. Yo, I was like, I didn't, I, give to say it. <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. So I was trying to say it all at once. So I don't know. But I am Noma. Rebecca, you want to tell them how to how to claim it? I'm Noma. Just like the third place winner, make sure you take a screenshot. Pose real quick, Zach. Maybe she'll take a screenshot right now. Okay, make sure you take a screenshot, DM it to us, and we will get the information sent to you so you can get your $50 gift card. Woo! 
Alrighty. You gotta let us know where you're using that on. Woo! You gotta let you gotta yeah. let us know because mm. and in first place. And in first place, hold on, let me uh Let's get, get it. Right yeah, ready? Yeah. Ooh, let me, hold on. Let me, uh, whoa. <laughs> let me, uh, I, I ideally had to get up too because I had to do a little promo. Let me, that's the third place right there that I'm holding in my hand. That's just one, that's just third place. So hit up the shopswat.ca as well for some amazing, pro for some amazing product. Have a great line. But, in first place, we have, have... Matura Tavera. Mm. Matura underscore Tavera. First Woo! place winner of the AirPods. Woo! Congrats. Congratulations. Congratulations for all of our winners. And thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. We had, I think we were going through it. We had almost 400 comments. Um, we had a lot of likes. We had a lot of shares. So we want to thank you guys for sharing. And this, it's not over. Like we said, there are more prizes to be claimed later on. So stay updated with the focus.foy and we'll let you guys know next steps, even though this is our last webinar. Oh man, this has been a great eight weeks, Zach. It's been a great I had week. a lot of fun. It was a pleasure doing this with you. You want to know a fun fact, everyone? We said we were going to do it before. A fun fact about me and Rebecca is that we've never met in person. We've never met. We've never met in person. Wait. In fact, the first time <laughs> the first time we spoke was like what April? Yeah. April. Yeah. I don't know. So, um. There's not anything. This is this is um, something that me, myself, and Rebecca we took great pride in. Um, we just want to thank you guys for showing the support on a weekly basis. Um, I loved working with Rebecca throughout these eight, nine, ten, however long weeks, and our work isn't done. Our work isn't done, and we just want to shout out too that it's not just our doing. Um, all the other coordinators that focus on youth really helped out. Um, so thank you guys to all the coordinators that helped us with the focus on you. Thank you to the counselors that made our program possible. Um, thank you to Mr. Andre Fullerton himself. Um, thank you, thank you to, thank you to uh, Mr. Bryce because he gave us the name, the focus. He's the member. We had that deciding. Yeah. Factor. He, and he, he, gave like, us the name. Was, he chose it. Yeah. Yeah. And then even a past coordinator that out that was here, uh, Mr. Ian. He helped out a lot as well. So yes. everyone that made this possible, Mr. Mike Console, can't forget about him. Um, Kathy, everyone that even the, even up to the background, we had so much contributors, so much supporters. Um, we just want to thank you guys, Miss Anne Marie. Thank you guys, thank you guys, thank you guys. She's been here this whole day, just commenting, looking through. Um, thank you guys for being so supportive, and yeah, thank you, Rebecca, because thank you. This was, this was a banger. Yes. This is not goodbye. We'll see you guys later on, probably on Instagram. Who knows? Maybe another live in the summertime. Who knows? So this hey, is hey don't spoil our ideas. Don't, oh, don't, oh. don't spoil our ideas. <laughs> I don't know. But, <laughs> but until then, guys, this has been a pleasure. My name is Rebecca. My name is Zach. And we'll see you guys later.